Welcome everyone. It is time for another episode of The Attic. Tonight on The Attic, we delve into the vampire. No other creature has struck fear and has been romanticized like the vampire. From horror novels to romance novels, you can find a vampire as the central figure. Now, vampires have been around throughout all of history. Known by many, many names, they can be traced back to Roman times. And recently, a mass Roman grave was uncovered in England, where they found one of the Roman legionnaire or soldiers I guess that's what they would say. He had still had his shield with him. With his head cut off and placed between his legs. And a wooden spike or, since we're talking vampires, stake drove through his chest. Now, I don't know about you, but that's sure signs of vampire. So let's let's get to the basics. What is a vampire? Let's go with a strict definition. Very simply, they are the undead. They drink blood. And they draw blood from their victims. Now, as you all know, their victims can either die or they can be turned into a vampire or the undead themselves. They hunt at night because sunlight can kill them. They have super strength and they can morph into many different animals. Say a wolf, a rat, but the most common is the bat. They have a hypnotic effect on their victims. We see that all the time in the movies, whatever. They stare into the eye. The victim just falls into their spell. And the last thing is they have no reflection in a mirror. Vampire superstition abounded in the Middle Ages, especially as the plague destroyed entire towns. You can see why people would think there, there's got to be witchcraft or something afoot. And with the plague, a lot of people would develop sores around, bleeding sores around their mouth. So you can see they would think, okay, we got vampires here in town. Also, people that had mental or unfamiliar physical conditions could be thought of as vampires. They just acted strange and appeared weird. And anybody that doesn't appear like everyone else is considered there's something wrong with them. Especially if they had a disease known as porphyria. 
which is basically a blood disease, when sunlight hits your skin, it can cause blisters on your skin. Rabies was another example that there was something wrong. If a vampire was suspected in town, a vampire would usually go after family members. That's the folklore, that's the way it started, and they would go after family members. So, if family members were dying in in your family, I guess that's the best way to put it, um, they would think, okay, there must be someone coming back from the grave. So they would dig up and exhume the, the corpses. Well, it would always be, no matter what time they dug them up, if you dug up one in the summer, well, the you know, they would decompose a lot quicker than if you dug one up in the wintertime. So imagine digging one up in the wintertime who had just died and no decomposition of the body. Oh, that was tell, short tell sign. You were a vampire. And what they did was they would cut off your head and stake you right there. Now, the vampire craze really took off with the book by Bram Stoker, Dracula, written in 1897. It is the first look that most people get of the vampire. It's almost, some, in some schools, it is considered a classic and a must read. But now Stoker based his character loosely on the Romanian leader, Vlad the Impaler. Now, Vlad the Impaler. 13th to 14th century in that area fought from Romania, he was from Romania, he fought the Ottoman Empire, which the German Empire. Now Vlad was a very skilled warrior and a very great general. But, and he was a very fair to his people. But you wouldn't want to cross him. His famous form of punishment and death was impaling people. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen anybody get impaled, which 99.9% of us haven't. You know what? It goes through the, the rear end, up through the body, and out the mouth. And legend has it, when he defeated armies, he would impale hundreds upon hundreds of people, and he would enjoy his lunch in between by dipping his food, his bread, into the blood of the victims. That's where we get Vlad the Vampire. Now, we all know Vlad is a real person, and Dracula the Vampire is not. But, there is a real case of a vampire. And that is the case of Mercy Brown. Now, Mercy lived in Rhode Island. And Mercy had many brothers and sisters. And they died from, not known at that time, tuberculosis. Well, when Mercy came down with tuberculosis and died, and another brother of hers died, they decided, okay, someone in the family is a vampire. So what they did is they dug up the bodies. But when they got to Mercy, 
being it was freezing cold outside and she was buried above ground in the family mausoleum where the other ones were put in the ground Mercy's body was complete so according to the family that was a sure sign that Mercy was coming back killing the family so what they did is they cut off Mercy's head took her heart out burned it into an ash ground it up into a paste in water and gave it to the last sick brother to drink well obviously he had tuberculosis so even by drinking this mixture which would not work anyway he ended up dying also now as I stated before the first time a real vampire appears in a novel that is the main character is Dracula now when we get to the movies the first movie that is really a vampire movie where who the sole character is the vampire is a 1920 silent film called Nosferatu now I recommend if you haven't seen Nosferatu this is really the first time we see a vampire who looks like something out of a nightmare he's got the long fingernails he's got the bald head he's got the bulging eyes and from my understanding there, the character that they used and, and I cannot draw his name Max something I can't think of his last name you think I'd have that prepared he didn't really have to use any makeup he literally looked that way if you get a chance uh, there is a movie out that tells the story from a different angle of uh, Nosferatu and he's working with the film crew it is not a comedy and he's working with the film crew and the producer of Nosferatu who in this film is telling uh, the count look just give me through this movie and I'll let you have the leading lady it is a really good movie and a different way to look at the movie Nosferatu the next movie that comes up is Dracula now that's the one most of us know Bela Lugosi is Dracula and in this film as you can see Bela Lugosi is more of a sexy sleek uh, character you know he is the count he can go to the dinner parties I mean people look upon him like oh man it's to count he is not a grotesque looking individual so obviously another one but Bela Lugosi is the Dracula later on you will have a Christopher Lee who, who did a run of him trust me Bela Lugosi is the main Dracula as you know um, my partner Kurt is on assignment he's been doing this for almost a year now now he hasn't been gone for a year because you heard him last week but he's been researching this uh, next the next attic show and I will tell you that at the end of the show but that's why I'm doing this by myself tonight but I thought I would like to go through a couple of my favorite vampire movies before I uh, go any farther 
I, you know, I've seen them all from the Twilight series, which a lot of people don't like, but I still, still watch them to, uh, let the right one in, which is a very good movie. If you haven't seen it, my favorite movie of all vampire movies is 30 days of night. I don't know if you've seen this movie. This movie makes so much sense when it comes to vampires. And I'm just going to give you a rough outline of it and tell me this doesn't make sense. 30 days of night in Alaska. You know, it's going to be dark for 30 days. What better place for a bunch of vampires to go to feed? They they don't have to go in in the daytime. They don't have to go in. Uh, you know, they can stay out all, well, for 30 days. It's never light. I think it's a great idea. Uh, and these guys here, these aren't your Bella Lugosi's. These are your Nosferatu's. They are ugly, disgusting individuals. And shows their superhuman strength. They're super, su- superhuman, able to leap from building to building. It's it's a pretty intense movie. I, I think you will enjoy it. Now I'd like to get back to the main point of this, because you know in the attic, we like to discuss things that we think are controversial, scary, uh, unbelievable, or downright just weird. So that's why I chose the the thing, the uh, title Vampire. Now, as we all know, there are certain ways vampires, if you go by folklore, you can stop them. Now, obviously, the number one way is with a cross. Now, I don't know if you guys out there know this, but I'm sure, I hope you do. There is a difference between a cross and a crucifix. The crucifix is the real way to stop the vampire. The crucifix has Jesus on it. You've seen them. You've seen crosses. Now, anybody can put in the movies, they put two sticks together and it stops that. Mm, No. You need the crucifix. And not only do you need the crucifix, you need to believe that the crucifix will work. You just can't pull it out and show it to them. You have to believe that it works for it to work. Now, that doesn't kill them. That just kind of keeps them away, along with garlic keeps them away. They don't like garlic. Now, I say they as if there really are some. But I will get to that later on. The only way to kill a vampire, there's two ways. You got to get them out in the sunlight and, and with nowhere to go. And they will burn up. Or you drive a stake through their heart. I recommend getting them out in the sunlight. Instead of wrestling them with a stake. Now, how do you keep a vampire away? Let's just go to folklore. It's very simple. The best way is, the only way a vampire can come into your house is if you invite him in. Now, 
what you say he's got super strength why don't he just knock down your door he can't you have to invite him in and I give you two examples number one the movie The Lost Boys do you remember the older guy who was in charge of the young vampires Keith Sullivan and them he came to the house if you remember there was a long pause with him standing outside and the mother said to one of the boys invite him in just invite him in remember he wouldn't come across the threshold and one of the boys said no because he knew he was a vampire but finally the mother invited him in he walked in so he couldn't come in the house that's one example the second example is Salem's Lot. I don't know if you remember that. An old Stephen King vampire movie. If you remember, one of the main characters is a young boy also. Well, in the beginning of the book, two of his playmates disappear. And obviously the vampire has gotten them. But they come visit him one night, outside his window, scratching on his window, which is one of the creepiest ones I've ever seen. And as he's scratching on the window, the words are, can you let us in? Can you let us come inside? Obviously, a regular vampire, if you, if they weren't allowed to come in, they would have just broken the window and snatched his ass. You got to invite him in. And one that I've seen and I've heard is they can't cross running water. Now, I don't want to test that one. But... I have seen a couple movies where they can't cross running water. I would rather get them in the sunlight and kill them. Holy water thrown on them works pretty good too. Now that we've done the background on the vampire, we got to ask ourselves, are they real? Well, are they real in the sense of Dracula or Nosferatu probably not but you scan the internet and there are literally by statistics at least 5,000 vampires that call themselves vampires that walk among us now that doesn't mean that they're out there sucking blood but it means that they do drink blood there are clubs around the United States where they're called vampire meetings. And you may go to the club and you may take a razor blade with you and cut your arm, not your wrist, a part of your arm, and someone else will drink your blood. Now, they're not going to drink you dry, but just enough to keep the image going of the vampire. A lot of them, you'll see these, uh, uh, what do you call it, steam, steam pipe? They dress like that to look, and that's how they, they have their, their meetings and their balls and their things. But if you go on the internet and look up vampire chat rooms, vampire clubs, vampire dating sites that want one vampire come and another, they get together. Now... Like I said, these people are not killing you. But are they vampires? 
could be. There have been stories, especially one of these groups, one of their individuals was charged recently in the city of Rochester, New York, of stealing 20 bags, 20 pints of blood out of the blood bank that they used in their club to drink. Now, I guess that's better than biting somebody's neck to get it. But still, to go that far, that just tells you that they have advanced the vampire. He's playing a little safe. 20 pints stolen from a blood bank in Rochester, New York. Think about that. I got another story for you. This one here happened at a farm in North Carolina. The, um, the, the people for cruelty to animals were called out. They come out to the farm and there's all the, it's a pig farm. When they get there, they notice all these pigs have cut marks on the outside of their neck. Turns out that the pigs are used in vampire rituals. They have their meetings in the barn, the vampires, the group, and instead of going after humans, they bring pigs in and they suck the blood out of the pigs. Now that's weird as hell, if you ask me. But the best one is, now this is the best one that I could find. A girl was brought into the emergency room, frantic, dressed in a goth outfit. They could not calm her down. She was anemic. She was sick, vomiting. They kept asking, "What? have you taken anything? Have you done anything? All she would say was, I haven't seen my husband in three days well the emergency room thought have you called the cops have you talked to the police is he a missing person no 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 she said no he's out of town do you want me to call him is what the doctor said she said he's on his way and she was they literally because she was so paranoid and crazy they literally had to put the braces not the braces the handcuffs, the straps, that's what I'm looking for. The straps on her arms and strap her to the bed. I can't pause any of this, so it's all coming out. They strapped her down to the bed, and she is thrashing in the bed. Now this goes on. They give her a sedative, and it still doesn't help. This goes on for an hour to two hours till her husband makes it here. Her husband comes in, and they say, we don't know what's wrong with her. He says, I know what's wrong with her. I've been out of town for three days. Well, the, the, the people are like, okay, so a lot of people go out of town. He said, no, I'll take care of it. Uh, the doctor and nurse are standing there. He walks up to his wife. He takes out a razor blade, cuts the top of his arm right above the wrist on the top, 
cuts it, puts that up to her mouth, and she sucks on that, on his blood, and in five minutes, she's ready to go home. Now, you tell me, if that's not a vampire, I don't know what is. So, if you don't think there's vampires out there, maybe you better think again. Next week on The Attic, after a year of research, Kurt will tell the chilling stories of the Gala legend, the Boo Hag.